HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Enjoy food the way nature intended. Alaska Seafood, wild, natural, and sustainable. For more information, visit wildalaskaseafood.com. What do Legos, Salt Bay, and a cheese truck have in common? Find out on this week's episode of Meat and Three by Heritage Radio Network. I'm HRN Executive Director Katie Mosman-Wadler, and this week, we're talking red tape. All we want to do is work. We just want to work. But don't worry, it isn't all bad news. Learn how one local leader helped overturn New York City's prejudicial ban on dancing. This is a law that has a long history of being racist and homophobic and being used to go after marginalized communities. Don't miss Meet and Three. Your weekly 15-minute food news roundup from HRN. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Search M-E-A-T plus sign T-H-R-E-E. And thanks, as always, for listening. Welcome to HRN Happy Hour. It's five o'clock somewhere and somewhere it's Bushwick. I'm Katie Mosman-Wadler. I'm the executive director of Heritage Radio Network. Kat is on her way right now to kick off her Memorial Day weekend. So she's with us in spirit, but uh, they still don't let you make phone calls on the airplane. So Kat, we're thinking of you. And uh, well, I guess you can do that thing now, but you can only chat. So, um, but I have another wonderful co-host Today in studio, Hannah Forden has stepped in. Hi, Katie. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Happy weekend almost. Like heaven in here, you guys. Oh, and you're thank you. about oh to find God. out why. It's not <laughs> Ode to David. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, also joining us in studio is our custom content and partnerships specialist, Margaret Kelly. How's it going, Margaret? It's going well. Thanks yeah. for having me, guys. And as always in the booth is uh, our stalwart engineer, David Tadashore. Uh, thank you, Round thank you. Applause, Love everybody. this crowd. Oh my God. Okay. It's so beautiful. We have a great show lined up today. Our very, very, very special guest is Allison Lacey, brand manager at Emmy Roth. Hi. Welcome Yay. back. Hey. Thank you. Emmy Roth not only crafts specialty cheeses from Wisconsin and Switzerland, but they're also one of our most wonderful partners at HRN. And Allison is a seasoned guest of HRN Happy Hour. So we're so glad to have you. And um, the studio is smelling absolutely delicious right now. Again, you're Uh, welcome. Yeah, it's it's not actually David. um, But you are making some beautiful treats here. and, And there are so many things happening at the same time. Can you tell us what is happening? Sure. So um, we have in one corner of the room here our Particlet, a.k.a. coolest thing ever from our friends at Bosca. Um, We have a little um, raclette going on right here, and it's bubbling up as we speak, so we better start eating this soon. Got it. Hold hold it up to the microphone. Can uh, can we hear the Can we hear the bubbling? Can you hear that? Okay, if not, no problem. No, no, just imagine, imagine it. Sorry, there's, listeners. There's beautiful, Ugh. we have like, candlelight like, crack, in the crack. studio today, mm-hmm. and the candles are powering the bubbling raclette. 
And uh, what are we, how are we going to eat this? So this is kind of like a Swiss nachos kind of deal. We have um, a couple of, um, we have these terracotta, what do they call it? Not terracotta, that's the plant thing. Um, the terra, terra chips. There's the f- all. Mm. The, I love them because they're I was so like, pretty. Tarragon? Yeah. <laughs> no, the fancy potato yeah, chips. Yeah, they're fancy. Mm. But you could use anything. And they're colorful. Yeah, I like blue corn chips or anything like that. Um, and then we have some McClure's pickles on there, and we have some onions, some like caramelized onions, mm. and a little apricot jam to go on top. And we're going to pour this raclette baby over that. Oh, we're jamming now. Oh my God. Concoction pretty soon. Oh my God. And okay. on the side, we have a little garnish <laughs> of a tetamon rosette. So we're really fancy with that. We have another uh, cheese tool here called the Girole, aka a curler. And the tetamon is um, a little cylinder and you use the the girole to curl it away. You kind of like pare away these beautiful little flowers and the aeration really just brings the cheese to life. Um, it's probably one of the only cheeses in the in the world that you don't just eat straight. Like you wouldn't cut a slice of it. You want to aerate it. So it's got this beautiful. Mm. Oh, that's so interesting. Some, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And they look like little carnations yeah. on our plate. Yeah, they They're do. So beautiful. Little white carnations. I think there was something connected to the fact um, that it's, like a, one of those mushrooms, like a chanterelle mushroom. So, oh, yeah. that is exactly what it looked like. That if you look at it head on, it looks like a carnation. But if you look at it from the side view, oh, yeah, it's you're the right. beautiful trumpet shape. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Well, um, now that we've made everybody super jealous of our five o'clock snack, um, we are going to jump in and we're going to have a snack. We're going to talk a little more with Allison. But first, uh, we have to go through this week's headlines. David, can you cue us up? Yep, I'm going to cue you up. Momentarily. Is that me? Time to get a new computer. All right, guys. Beer Sessions Radio uh, brought us two master... Si- I'm going to pronounce it how I did earlier. Ch- chicharrones. <laughs> chicharrones, also known as Cicerones. Cicerones, like <laughs> this week. Max Backer and Ra- uh, Ryan Daly. No relation to Carson Daly. Maybe. What? Um, <laughs> Definitely not. Host Jimmy Carboni quizzes these experts to test their knowledge of all things beer this week. And on the line, Eli interviewed Chef Laura Cole, who has been at the forefront of identifying, developing, and pushing the boundaries of what Alaskan cuisine can be. They talked about her business, 229 Parks uh, Restaurant and Tavern, which is located at the entrance to Denali National Park. So if you're ever in Alaska, I think that's worth checking out. And the name corresponds with the mile marker on the highway where it's located. Oh, I love that. So cool. And, and then other news, I've started <laughs> eating the nachos, so I hope you don't hear me crunching, but you oh, guys I'll be have right to in get in a crunch away. And on Japan Eats this week, uh, Kiko was joined by Chuck Malone, the second American ever to work on a shochu distillery. Um, we heard about his time in Amina Oshima. I think that's how, it, how you pronounce it. Uh, I'm sorry, Amami Oshima, an island off the coast of Kagoshima, making koyuto, which is black sugar. And last week, Meat and Three, HRN's new weekly food news digest, focused on the theme of pork. Um, We talked Chinese tariffs, barbecue, and the perfect BLT. And we've got a new episode coming out tomorrow, Friday. So make sure that you are subscribed to Meat and Three on your favorite podcast app. And you can catch our newest episode, which is on the subject of the dreaded red tape. It's going to be so good. That was my tape sound effect. <laughs> that was that was really solid. Really solid. And then uh, up for events, we have um, some fun stuff going on. It's time to get your tickets for Slow, uh, Slow Food Nations in Denver. It's happening July 13th through the 15th this year. Uh, Slow Food Nations is a festival of flavor, culture, and, ex- and exploration. From the taste marketplace and each street to workshops and family fun, it's going to be a fantastic event if you guys are out there. So HRN will be broadcasting live interviews, and we'd love to have uh, we'd love to see you. Uh, so you guys can find tickets and more information at slowfoodnations.org. Thank you, Margaret. Um, and uh, one more event coming up that we want to give a shout out to. Tickets are on sale for the latest edition of Sumo Stew on July seventeenth. 
So this one is to celebrate summer. It'll be a special outdoor event at Arrogant Swine here in Brooklyn. Sumos 2 is always a good time, and it's hosted by our very own Michael Harlan-Turkel and Harry Rosenblum. This menu will feature a seasonal chunko nabe, and of course, it will be celebrating all things sumo. So uh, get your tickets at sumostew.com. Um, so thank you guys for going through those headlines and the events. Um, reverse thank you to David for taking my plate of nachos into the booth. Uh, but we've it, got some more cheese. It was handed we to me. We got some more cheese coming up on the the. It was the the raclette. What was the thing called? The fun. It's called something? a party clet. The party clet. <laughs> Um, it's so cute. It's, it's like if you really want to have a gourmet <laughs> camping experience or if you want to do it on your table, it's got like little tea lights underneath it. It's Glamping. Yeah. Yes. This is the perfect, the, like between the jewel awesome. and the party clet, these are the essential glamping toolkit, I think, mm-hmm. for summer 2018. Yeah. And what's great about the party clet, too, is the top actually take, could take that off and put it right on the grill. And then you could just like grill that over oh, and hey. pour that over your hamburgers, hot dogs. I feel like we're on QVC. Oh my God. This is something that you can actually, you can put in <laughs> your tote. It's small enough to fit in a tote bag that you could take to the yeah, park. Yeah, that's like the picnic. size of my wallet. So I've already finished gonna, my plate. The uh, band shell in, park, in Prospect Park, you can bring this with you and sit under the tree and have raclette. And I bet oh, strangers like will be lining li- up. And have your rosé <laughs> and like have a little romantic. Not always a good thing. Dinner mm-hmm. picnic. Oh my gosh, yeah. guys! I have um, been in this situation in Prospect Park of like having too much food after a picnic too, and also like people in Prospect Park want to eat your leftover food. Uh, I felt yeah, really weird because I like we, we had a, a ladies' night actually that Aaron Fairbanks put together, and it was a potluck picnic <laughs> in Prospect Park. And we had all brought like way too much food as you do to a potluck. Sure. And then there was this huge thunderstorm coming. So like most people like peaced out, but then there were still like people who are clearly like set up camp. And so I was like kind of cleaning and I didn't want to throw all this food away. We're like here trying to take a stand against food waste. So there's like this bunch of people having a birthday party. And I went over with like half a potato salad and some weird like (laughs) different uh, assortments of leftover spreads and whatnot. And I was like, "Uh, uh, hi, guys, I hope this is not offensive to you. But like, would you like (laughs) our leftover food? And they were so excited about it. That's bold. Yeah. I I mean, I I really admired that. that. I think if I brought this cheese, though, to a picnic, it would be gone. Like, what I'm saying is if people will take your, like, warm potato salad leftovers, they will definitely try to steal your hot raclette. So hang on to that. (laughs) I love it. So cute. Yeah, raclette is is really come a long way, I feel like. I mean, like, right now we we sell it in a 15-pound wheel and a square. Yes, please. So (laughs) you want to show up to a party with that? Yes. And there's all different types of uh, machines that you could use um, to kind of melt it. It's like a broiler effect. So the heat will melt the open side of the cheese, and then you scrape it down. And traditionally, it's served with potatoes or cornichons or pickled onions. Mm. But here in America, (laughs) we just put it on everything. Burgers, hot dogs. It's kind of a mild flavor, too. So I wouldn't worry too much about, oh, is this going to taste good with that? It's just whatever you want to put melted cheese on. Try it on your Memorial Day hot dogs this weekend, people. Uh Definitely, definitely. (laughs) Our forefathers um, died for your right to do this. (laughs) We have some recipes on our website, too. Like, just, you know, traditional hot dog and just pour this over it. And it's cheesy hot dog. What is a traditional hot dog? For me? Yeah. Um, I like my hot dogs a little... um, Where are you from originally, first of all? First of all, I'm from Brooklyn. Okay. Yes. That's important for like how you take your hot dog. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So (laughs) how do you you take it? Brooklyn. So I like, actually, I really love boar's head hot dogs, not to name drop, but they're really great. That's good. Um, And my dad. Shout out around the corner to the boar's head Our neighbors. um, My dad used to make them like really um, kind of. What's the word I'm looking for? Not He wouldn't burn them, but they would just get really well mm-hmm, done. Mm-hmm. So it's like a nice, crispy edge, like a nice, crispy skin. And then, I don't know, some, uh, what's that mustard? Just the spicy brown yeah. with sauerkraut and relish. And if I'm getting really into it, like some baked beans on top of that. Wow. Yes. So, so good. I guess that's kind of like a traditional New York 
hot dog, New York by way of New Jersey. I, yeah, I think as long as there's not ketchup on it, you no, get a pass. no. I, I mean, really get the ketchup hate. I've been yeah. seeing so much of it. There's oh, so many like it's like Memorial Day, so all the like food news, quote unquote, air quotes, <laughs> is about hot dogs and how you eat them. And there's so much like ketchup hate out there. We, I grew up with strict family of we would have sabrettes. That was it. That mm-hmm. was the only kind of hot dog we would get. Sabrette, and then we beef or pork. Uh, it's it's beef. It's beef. It's kosher. Yeah, okay. and it's kosher beef. Uh, is sabret okay. one that's known for the snap? Is that one of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I think sabrets are Brooklyn. So on Long Island, we will only get a sabret. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're longer, so they would like hang out a little <laughs> extra on outside of the bun. So, question: you know? Do you eat like the both sticky outy ends first, or do you like get to the end and run out of bun, and then you have like an inch of hot dog left? I don't know. Kind of have to. I'm not sure. Kind of. Depends on the day, <laughs> but I I really like depends I really, on my mood. I uh-huh. really like mustard on it only, like like the the yellow mustard. Yellow but mustard, yeah. I like having cheese on a hot dog, and I didn't really have that until I was like in my twenties. Cheese mm-hmm. and mustard? No, well, like it, I would have one like cheese. Yeah, one or the other, okay. and I would do like we would put. Um, I went over to somebody's. It was like down in D.C., so we're in the South, and they put cheese on a hot dog. I was like, this is something interesting. But it was like a Swiss cheese kind of yeah. like this. And it was very good on a toasted bun. Mm. Swiss cheese, huh? Yeah. Mm. What about cheese? like in Vienna? You I'm can get the like hot dogs whiz. from the, the stand. Yeah, and like they have these like injectors like you have for churros. And they'll inject <gasps> cheese like down the center of whatever sausage you get. Which can also then be like stuffed into a baguette. Uh, it sounds that kind of gross. Thing. It's kind of great. I'm it's like good for like 3 a.m. What would you do? Yeah, that's Would you food. put cheese on your hot dog? Well, okay. Uh... I um, I really like relish and tart things, and I like spicy yes. mustard. I also like ketchup. But here's my ideal hot dog. Do you do you guys know how to do the spiral cut hot dog thing? No. Can I use my spiral cut top? I don't know actually. I have the spiralizer spiralizer attachment for my KitchenAid. You can maybe try it. But the the thing that you do is you take the hot dog and you put a skewer straight down the center of it, uh-huh. and uh, then you take a knife, a sharp like a chef's knife at like a, I don't know, say a 45 degree angle and you cut like until you hit the skewer. So you cut halfway down and then you just sort of roll the hot dog with your knife at an angle and it's then a spiral dog. So the best thing is um, for that, then you can fit like this like really chunky topping. So I love to do that and then put kimchi and mustard and ketchup. Ooh, this Whoa, is so that's fancy. That's so interesting. And cheese, if you're like then like a really crazy person. I kimchi. Did you like grow up putting kimchi on your hot dogs? <laughs> no, no. This was uh, something I started like in college. Wow. Or, like shortly after. Never, I bet that. But like it's so really great because it's you know it's it's got all the tart, wonderful, crunchy cabbage yeah. and sauerkraut, but then like so many other. Yeah, you, know, like, you can get really spicy, wonderful things, and it's such a great complement to like the hot dog and. You see a lot of like Japanese and Korean cuisine where you have spam beside kimchi, and I think like mm. hot dogs and spam mm. are actually not all that different. From and kimchi yeah. basically yeah. is sauerkraut; it's just Korean yeah. version. Right. It's fermented cabbage, and so I think that's that you can that's passable. I don't know about yeah, cheese. Do you put cheese with the kimchi? It, that only if you're like it's it's a lot. Me. I mean, yeah. I yeah, like um, most Korean people wouldn't. You're but right. it's it's really it's gone far beyond like a traditional food at this point. Sure. So sure. Uh, if that's your kind of thing, I would do like a really mild cheese. Yeah, I'm like like a, pre-shredded right. Monterey Jack. What do or you something. do, Hannah? Do you well, put I, cheese on your dog? Do- no, oh my god, no. I I'm definitely a traditionalist. Like yeah. I, m- my family is also from Brooklyn. And yes, it's just like Nathan's is the holy yeah, land. Yeah, we're Nathan's. That's, that's um, our backup. Yeah, yeah and, we would do Sabret, and then like if those were not on sale, we would get Nathan's. <laughs> yeah, so I think <laughs> I've definitely I don't I'm not I don't I'm not a sweet person. I'm more of a spicy savory person so ketchup isn't super appealing to me because it, it just feels yeah sweet i feel like too that was like when we were little like mm-hmm. our, my parents put ketchup on everything and it's like okay now you can eat it yes <laughs> right right yeah. yeah it feels kind of so no i don't like that but i think so if i'm if i'm feeling traditional if it's like i'm in new york and it's a, it's the summer and you know i need to have a full hot dog experience like just mustard or mustard and sauerkraut is good but not i'm not always in the mood for sauerkraut but there was, I have to say, I also grew up in the Hudson Valley, and there was this amazing hot dog place that recently closed in Poughkeepsie called Soul Dog, and they had kind of like a build-your-own hot dog situation. And a lot of their flavors were kind of 
Asian influence and so they had like a lot of like spicy pea I remember having mm. like spicy peanut sauce mm. and like sprouts and that being a really delightful thing but you could also choose your dog so you could kind of find like a meat or meat substitute Jeez. that complemented those flavors so I miss that so if I'm feeling non-traditional I miss that place and I know there are other places that do it but there was a fancy hot dog place in Prospect Heights for a yeah. while. Close, I forget, forget. But I'm like really interested in cheese dogs, though. Mm. What would you recommend? What, what kind of cheese would you recommend on the hot dog this weekend? The raclette, mm-hmm. or yeah. um, or maybe like an Emmentaler, um, or a Gruyere. I mean, and do you think that would be good? M- making sure it's melty is crucial. Yeah, yeah. most I would say just about all of cheeses from Switzerland are great melting cheeses. Um, especially when they're younger. So you don't want to put like an aged Gouda that's not right. really going to melt too oh, well. Okay. Um, so a young cheese, like the raclette is, is really young, a, a mild Gruyere. Um, so, yeah, choose your own adventure. So <laughs> a lot it. of these cheeses, like the raclette, is a, a really aromatic cheese. Um, I mean, in the, the grand spectrum, it's like not the stinkiest cheese ever. But, um, you know, it definitely is pretty pungent and... As you start getting into summer, I feel like there's a little bit of like a bias against these like pungent cheeses, but they, they no. actually can be like so <laughs> wonderful. So can you tell us like how you would go about choosing, Allison, like a picnic spread mm. of cheeses? And um, do you have any like rules of three or um, combinations that you think are particularly suited to one, both hot weather and um and that travel well. Okay. Mm. So when you're going on a picnic, um, obviously you're bringing a cooler full of your drinks and everything. So there's an ice pack around or mm-hmm. some kind of cooling device. So travel with the cheese close to the ice pack. Um, personally, I would um, try and have a variety um, for most guests. Um, I mean, I'm not even going to say like all Swiss cheese. I mean, maybe you would, maybe you wouldn't, but um, I would start with like a soft goat maybe. And then um, definitely a Gruyere, a young Gruyere or Mm. um, an Emmentaler or something like that. Emmentaler is great for picnics. It's like the Swiss cheese. When people think of Swiss cheese, the one with the holes in it, that's the Emmentaler. So it's a perfect picnic cheese. You could um, bring it for your sandwiches or just bring it to snack on. Um, And then I would even, like, maybe do something different, like a Gouda or, um, like, actually from the Roth brand, one of my favorite summer cheeses, they have a cheese called Prairie Sunset. It's a kind of a... You know that one? that one? Yeah, it's it was inspired by a mimolette, and it's this beautiful orange color, and it's perfect summer cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would maybe bring that one as a variety. Um, Do you slice it before you go or at the park? Yeah, so... Oh, that's a good question. Uh, it I've is a good question. <laughs> um, so think about um, whenever you're serving cheese, when you cut cheese from the block it's going to dry out faster because there's more surface area. Mm -hmm. So if you're, you know, you want to enjoy yourselves at the picnic, you don't want to think about, oh, i got to cut the cheese too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hey-o. Sorry, sorry. We're all 12-year-old boys here. (laughs) No, it's okay. No, just me. Love it. You're going to cut the cheese before and after you eat it. (laughs) Good one. Oh, Oh, yes, it's perfect. Perfect. Take a lactate. (laughs) Beano. Oh, gosh, we're off the rails. Off the rails. So, in summary, I wouldn't cut it the night before, but maybe, like, a couple hours before is fine, and then just bring it cubed or... Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, that's a good idea. And if you have cheese that you're cutting, too, um, you know, like, it's fun to do different shapes, or, you know, some are cubes, some are batons, some are chunks, you know, like, chunk it with a little parm knife or something. If it's an older cheese, they kind of... They... Chunk well, yeah. The word hmm. is um, chunk. That's chunk. a great question. Highly, highly chunkable. <laughs> yeah, even when you're having a party too, like don't cut too far in advance, and also always keep your like. You don't have to worry about keeping the cheese ice cold in Switzerland. They keep the cheese out all the time. Mm-hmm. Nothing's refrigerated, so mm-hmm. don't worry. Like, oh my god, the cheese is gonna like yeah. spoil if I you know don't keep it cold enough. Maybe something like a goat cheese, maybe. But like these Swiss cheeses, they are so hardy and they will last. And um, and you know, just watch them. You know, once they start to sweat, nobody likes looking at sweaty cheese. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I took an Emmy uh, Gruyere out of the fridge here and I left it in my backpack overnight. And I, I did like, that oh, too. Shit, my cheese, and then it was fine. 
Yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's totally fine. Um, we had too much fun last time you were here. And was that in November I came home with, with cheese in my purse. No, this was recent. Oh, I, I went so home good. with cheese in my purse, and I went to sleep, and then I went to work, and then I went up. home. And then I had Gruyere in my purse, which was <laughs> wonderful. What is that delicious um, smell? But it was completely fine. It, it really did actually take like an entire day of uh, being near it to, to actually notice it. So it was totally fine. I think uh, we it's fine. tend to it's be fine. a little paranoid about refrigeration of like the wrong things. Yeah. This coming from the person who like I do refrigerate my peanut butter and hot sauce and like all the things that some... I guess are fine to leave PSA, out, everybody, refrigerate your vermouth. It's wine. Oh, yeah. totally. It's oh, my gosh. Full sugar, yeah, a lot yeah. of people don't realize that, man. Yeah. I have to say in the summertime, like, my go-to meal, because I am averse to putting on the stove if it's, like, over yeah. 80 degrees. Like, having good cheese <laughs> and fruit. Yes. Fruit, yeah. In my fridge, mm-hmm. like, then that'll last me, you know, lunch, dinner. It, do you feel like, um, I know some cheeses have more of like an earthier like heartier more wintry flavor profile but what would you suggest that I keep in my fridge for when I don't want to turn my stove on in the summer um to pair what wait I'm yeah just something like a little lighter that would go with like like when you're having cheese yeah, for dinner because exactly. you yeah. can't cheese like, for dinner and maybe like yeah fruit or because that's a thing I mean Gruyere a young <laughs> Gruyere gets a lot of um flack for being kind of a wintry cheese and and I get that too I think certain cheeses are very seasonal for me um but a young gruyere with some apricot or like it goes great with stone mm. fruit so stone mm. fruit in the summertime and some even um pineapple is really nice with the gruyere Ooh, that um we have a, a cheese from our Kaltbach collection of family cheeses called La Cremeau um, and it's a really unfamiliar. Yeah, <laughs> you guys, so you guys know. Um, I think it's it's available at Whole Foods now. Um, oh, good. But uh, that goes really great with pomegranate or pineapple. Um, I think mm. like because it's funny because in the winter time I'm always like getting the dried fruit mm-hmm. out, like the dried cranberries and all that stuff. But it's like summer, yeah, fresh fruit, and yeah. it really makes the cheese sing because it's you know kind of. It, cheese is aged, it's a, it's a thing, but to bring it to life with something fresh, like a pop of flavor, is, is really great. So um, I actually brought some mangoes and berries. I figured <gasps> oh maybe gosh. we'd try the, the raclette with that and like yeah. do a taste test. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, I don't know. I, a summertime for me, I think there's something about mangoes and um, that, what is that? I have it with me, that tajit, what did they call that? What what's uh, oh tahini tahini yeah, tahin. Ooh, yeah. Tahin. I think it was like my when I was young in New York I'd like yes. some Mexican mm-hmm. lady on the street gave this to me oh and I was god. like oh my gosh yes. I'm in heaven <laughs> or like with the pi- sprinkled like the on the mango. ice pops or something yeah. so, oh, so good. Yeah. I figured let's try it with the raclette let's this do is like oh, my favorite some, summer memory that's amazing you're thing. a genius <laughs> um, so as we as we get this ready uh, do you guys have any other like picnic hacks that are couldn't be cheese or non-cheese related, or just like your best like go-to, like I'm having a picnic and I forgot to go to the store or do anything moves. Well, usually when I go when I have a picnic, I always I always bring cheese with me, and it's usually a Swiss or like a Gruyere, mm-hmm. um, or like a blue something very salty, mm-hmm. and I always pair it with grapes. I always buy grapes. I think that's a very easy thing for people to just pick. Yeah. It's very good for like finger food. It's easy, like so easy, like just like you don't even have to think about it. I love grapes. Yeah. Like green grapes with a blue or like a gruyere mm. is so good. Yeah, very refreshing. Like I think it's like the perfect picnic thing and they always get like a baguette or something like I wanna that. I want to throw clementines in the mix. Ooh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good, hard in yeah. the summer. They're not hard as to good, get good yeah. ones. You can get them you can get them in other seasons and they're pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love clementines. And I also like to get like prosciutto and like bring that, and that's very easy, like finger food kind of yeah. stuff. Like I just love. I always have to have cheese at a picnic. It's just the best. Got to be heritage prosciutto though. It does. Oh, okay. From Cesare. Yeah. All right. It's got to be Cesare. Um, well, you can get the sliced prosciutto from Heritage Foods now, and it's pretty great for a picnic. You don't have to do any work. And uh, the other Cesare prosciutto, out. I have a huge chunk still um, in my fridge, but you have to hand slice it, and it's sort of an ordeal because uh, you get like a greasy whole situation mm. um but i had a picnic last 
I don't know, recently. I don't remember the day. Um, but some friends came over, and they were just stopping by, but then it was suddenly like, oh, we're going on a picnic. Do you want to come on a picnic? But it was like they had sort of prepared, and I had like no preparation and uh. hadn't really been to the store, so I was like, oh, crap, what do I have do. in my pantry? But actually, I realized that like I do like keep a pantry that's stocked with enough like weird items that make a really good picnic. So, And, and the funniest thing was like everything I had, our friends had like a slightly varied duplicate of it. So what I pulled together out of my pantry was like a bag of mixed nuts, Mm -hmm. two like weird cans of seafood. Like I had some sardines and I think (laughs) I had some smoked mussels or something and um, a jar of olives that was like shell stable. Usually I buy the refrigerated olives, but I I keep for emergencies uh, some jars of olives. And uh, we had some like weird like alligator jerky that our friend brought us whoa that's and like nuts and i found a piece of cheese and so we like get out on our picnic and like everything i brought they had brought the compliment so it was like we had alligator jerky they brought emu jerky they had like weird tinned meat and seafood and jars of olives and it was just like we were like total picnic spirit animals and I just thought I was like pulling the most <laughs> random stuff out of my pantry but I Love think it. the secret for me is just to really like, make sure you have some wine in the fridge and like cans of seafood if that's your thing um, and I'm oh, yeah. really I don't care about if I have like a, a three quarters or a half a bottle of wine I will bring that to a picnic totally. and I also am so glad that you said that you had sardines in your pantry because I <laughs> love anchovies and I love sardines mm-hmm. and I will eat them out of the can it's Oh, incidentally, so good. does Patrick still have those anchovies over yes, in the warehouse? Yes, they're oh, so good. I'm going to go get some. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, like, canned fish is an essential. It's mm-hmm. absolutely essential. But you guys kind of named my go-to picnic things. What about you? Um, I'm trying to think. I, you know, I'm kind of boring. It's like hummus and vegetable crudite type stuff. Um, obviously cheese, duh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, like... Similar to what Katie was saying, like in my pantry, there's always jams, there's always honey, there's always like accoutrements for the mm-hmm. cheese or like nuts or mm, something. Honey like, is yeah. Mm. Um, so it's always like I will bring the cheese and everything with it. And on top of that, I have all these like little <laughs> cheese tools, like little spoons and little forks and all that little oh. like, you know, cutesy stuff that makes it easy right. for people to, you know, spoon some mm. jam onto the cheese and. Um, Are your friends really spoiled because you always have like <laughs> you bring the most I know, like just, incredible like, cheese we're not, spread? We're not even dealing with like the cheesemonger. We're just gonna let you deal with. It. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am the go-to cheese person. Like Allison <laughs> will bring the cheese, um, and it's it's it, for like gifts too. Like my mom was in Florida for her birthday, and I sent her cheese from Murray's, and oh, she was awesome. just like, "Oh my god." Like I can't get, I can't even. And She's my like, aunt, I love you. my <laughs> aunt is a total Tetamon fan too. Like she, and they don't have it down there in Florida, like where she lives. And so she's always like, "Do you got any Tetamon for me? Like, send it over. Could you send it down?" Did like, she bring the stuff? she's like ready to like start a campaign for Tetamon in Florida. So. I just tried it. It's lovely. Yeah, I'll, it's I'll curl so some more good. Yeah, I'm wondering if I is it okay if I just lean over and yeah, curl, go I'm for it. Curl away. It's um, a, it's an art to curl it. Yeah. It, oh, it's. I'm excited to try. Maybe we should take a break and we can. We're, do some yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna do some curling. We're gonna um, <laughs> investigate some mango reclet. I'm gonna situation. refill my plate. And uh, we have to feed our engineer. So um, and we please. also have some picnic yeah, doing this for free. trivia. We do, yeah. Oh boy, so we're going to take a very short break, and we will be back, and we will we'll deliver the full report in less than 10. <laughs> See you soon. Well, she's her own. She's her own female She's her own female That's why I like her I like her a lot And she don't know That she's her own female She's her own female And she don't know That's why I like her a lot I got a cab to the cafe To play the charming young man 
That's when she told me, tie me up and cuff me to the window. You know how I like the riptide. You know I like to ride away so slowly as the ocean patrol be rolling by. Dirty girl. What it takes to swim a coastline longer than the entire eastern seaboard and leap tall waterfalls in a single bound? What does it take to survive 200 feet deep in icy salt water? What would you be made of? Wild Alaska seafood is made of tight muscle mass, long chain omega 3s, and incredible micronutrients. It matters where your food comes from. Experience the flavor of the fittest in every bite and enjoy food the way nature intended. Alaska seafood, wild, natural, and sustainable. Ask for Alaska on the menu, grocery store, or smart device. For more information, visit wildalaskaseafood.com. We're back. Welcome back, everyone. With Welcome a mouth back. full of to HR and happy hour. We just tried such a cool thing. Well, two really, really awesome things just happened. One mm. is we all tried a uh, turn on the Girol. Yeah. Mm. And um, with the Tetamon, we all tried making um, the beautiful rosettes of Tetamon. And um, we are all seasoned professionals now. Um, 
Although they didn't quite all look as beautiful as the first ones. But I think we've all gotten the touch now. You have to go very... You, um, you have to have a lighter touch than maybe you think, but you have to go quickly. And that's what um, seems to have made the rosettes happen. But then the other thing that we just did was we just tried the mango and blackberries with the tahine and some melted hot, hot raclette on cold mango. My <laughs> life has been changed. It's so good. Margaret, what did you think? I'm, I'm, I want to make this every day. Margaret's been reborn. It's so good. I'm glad it worked. I, I, I wasn't sure mango. what was going to happen here. Mango but. and cheese never had it. I mean, maybe on a taco? It's the mm. perfect combination. It's so good. Of like sweet, sour, yes. salty, salty, spicy, fatty. Yes. Well, it hits yeah. everything. It really does. Yeah. So good. This might be my, my last meal. Hannah is speaking <laughs> in tongues. It, um, it, mango has kind of a... An edge. I don't know how to describe it, but you know what I mean. Where it's like a little piney and like a little. I know like, it's stringent. Piney. That's like, exactly what I was gonna say. You know, at that, and I think the raclette, like, totally, yes, like took that little like Softens element it. of the mango away. Mm-hmm. Um, so good. I would never in a million years have thought to do that with us with cheese on yeah, a tropical I'm fruit. I'm glad it worked out. Great. I'm really trying snack. to push raclette into the summer because it's mm. kind of like. A winter thing people think like ski alps and this and that but like it's perfect for the grill and for yes. summer oh, yeah. and for yeah. fruit yeah and we're gonna make fetch happen yeah let's <laughs> just change the world i'm here. gonna do this this weekend awesome. this is my plan so where can we find one of these delightful little home reclet yeah so bosca our friends at bosca um sell these tools um also you could probably find them if you just go on amazon you can find anything now there's a lot of other swiss vendors um that sell them but bosca has been really innovative with um making it fun and um, the tea light you know concept is has been done before but they like just Mm -hmm. you know they use really great great quality materials and um they're easy to find this um i think you could find in some retailers carry them in the in the deli section Mm kind of looks very danish it's like very i don't know it's very modern looking it's not clunky it's cute yeah. yeah, and yeah, that's the other thing. They're very stylish. Yes, the, the head um, over in the Netherlands, um, Martijn, he's he's a pistol and he's great, and <laughs> he's just very much like it's got to be cool and sexy, and you know, and that really um, comes through. You in gotta their products. be cool, <laughs> and it works for you know. In, in New York, I'm always like, wait, if I want new things for my kitchen, but I have you know, negative amounts of cabinet space. <laughs> and so I'm always, you know, is it worth it? Kind of one in, one out. Like, what should I get rid of so that I can squeeze this in? But this it takes up, like, no space whatsoever. Yeah, and so, even the Girol, yeah, it's, it's like, flat, really. Mm-hmm. It's very small. Yeah, I mean, that just goes with the cutting boards. Yeah, yes. It's flat. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's yeah. apartment friendly. And then when you have a party, you are just the, the hero of all your friends. It's three like tea that. lights and it can fit in your tote bag. I mean, it's yeah. like so... The dream. Yeah. The no, that, that would fit like... I have one of those like folding picnic blankets that, you know, has a Me strap. Me too. You yeah. could just like seriously tuck that up in but there. You would that never that even know the, the you difference. Wouldn't even, yeah, you wouldn't even... And I mean, tell. as much as I want everyone to be doing raclette on this thing, but <laughs> other cheeses will melt on there too. So, mm. you know, ah. your Gruyere, your cheddar, whatever else you got going on there. So it is technically multi- possible to melt... Yeah, yeah, but, We're gonna but be why? But why? Why would you? <laughs> in Prospect Park this summer. Um, yeah, so um, get your own. Go to Bosca. Get your own dang party club. Yeah, get some Emmy cheese. Um, but if you need yes. to be a gift hero, get some Tetamon and a Girol. Yeah, hero. perfect hostess gift, too. Yeah. That yes. was my aunt's brilliant idea down in Florida. She's like... She's like, first of all, it needs to go on Oprah. I'm like, okay, dream big. Thank you. <laughs> Not exactly possible. Oprah, if you're listening. Oprah, um, you get a record. Please come you on HR and happy hour. <laughs> you get a tetemois. You get a tetemois. <laughs> Imagine. Oh. oh, I'd retire. Uh, so awesome. if, if you are thinking about this for a hostess gift, what's the price point for the cheese and the Giroud, more or less? Um, so if you get a full cylinder, it's... It's probably a lot of money, but um, most retailers, they cut it in half, and they'll sell, like, half of it. Hopefully, they cut it in half the right way, not, like, wedged. Oh, like, God. Because that would just be a sin. Um, so, I would say for the cheese, you know, it depends. Maybe, like, $17-ish for half a half a wedge. Mm-hmm. Half oh, a, I'm sorry, This would feed a, a lot wheel. of people. That would make oh, like, yeah. a lot of 
of flowers, cheese flowers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it and Absolutely it stays. Like you know, whatever you don't use, you take it right off and you put it in the fridge and you use it the next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've probably had like maybe nine or ten flowers, maybe like two each. And we're, uh, well, maybe I was sitting next to it. So <laughs> I mean, we're barely, we've like barely scratched the, the top of the wheel. Yeah, so, I'm still hungry, so, yeah, you know, like, um, okay. So this is a, a totally very economical. Range. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we are coming up to that part of the show, Allison, where we're going to completely put you on the spot, but oh my God. you're an expert in this field. So I think we're going to yeah. be okay. If you want, I can do it. And since I wrote them and you guys can be phone a friend cause they oh, are. Oh yeah. I didn't actually look at the easy. answer. So, um, this is a picnic themed trivia today. And um, there's like a, a bizarre amount of information about picnics on the <laughs> internet is what I discovered today. Um, <laughs> Wow. It's okay. Okay, David was just trying to throw it's you off. It's just a picnic. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> life is a picnic. Okay. Gingham. Wait, remember that time you sang that Gingham, song about life being like a cabaret? Fabrics. I yeah. I vaguely remember. I don't know, your margaritas kind of wiped me clean. <laughs> um so okay. The origin so of the word <laughs> picnic was inspired by a French term, picnique which was originally used to describe a group of people who were dining in a restaurant, not a park, um, but it meant that they were bringing their own what? So again, the their f- own... They were food? dining in a restaurant and not in a park, mm-hmm. and they were bringing their own... Oh, gosh. Really? And we have a, a good acronym for this now. An acronym? Or not an acronym. We have a... Oh, I have... A- if they're French, it's either got to be like wine, cheese, or <laughs> yeah. bread. There it's you go. It's wine. All right. Oh, <laughs> yes, you. Yeah. So, picnic is the original BYOB. Oh. Um, so, the picnic. <laughs> that's what we should call it now. Um, I'm going for the picnic. Uh, this weekend, I am going for a picnic. Avec <laughs> fromage. <laughs> my Le vin. Yeah. Okay. Vin. I have to let my accent go. Uh, in 1989, the Pan-European picnic was held as a form of political protest to advocate for the reunification of Germany. The picnic protest occurred on the border of Germany and another European nation. What country was it? Switzerland? Ooh. No. <gasps> Germany and so Germany. Though. So Germany. Austria? It's a border of Germany. Austria. Okay, so I think the... This is tricky because Austria and Hungary were a one country. Oh, so Austro. So it's Hungary. It's Hungary, but oh, I think so it was, yeah, yeah. David was well, the Austro-Hungarian Empire. I had to say Switzerland. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I mean, of, that's okay. No, that's yeah, what you're working in. We know where your loyalties lie. <laughs> uh, the 1968 hit song "Stone Soul Picnic" was performed by which female songwriter? <laughs> what year? Wait, was tell this? me the year. 1968. Can you say Come on, you all know that song. I don't think really? I actually Can you do. Picnic? I've never, never heard, that. heard really? that song. Yeah, it's just you, Hannah. Oh, I thought Can this you was going to be an easy it? one. No. I don't know what. Who is popular? Laura Nero. Laura Nero? No. Nero? Okay. Like N E R O? And Y R O. Oh, our engineer <gasps> is so amazing. He just brought us some bread and butter. Oh, man. Sweet. Thank you, Thank you, Okay, well, I'm sorry. Lovely I thought that would be David. easy, but I guess that's that was hard. my that was niche too thing. Hard. I'm Wait, sorry. Can we, can we hear that song? I don't David, think we can. can you cue that up? Wait, what's it Stone called Stone Soul Picnic? This is going to take some time. Stone Soul, <laughs> S-O-L-E, Don't worry, Picnic. we have cheese. Laura Nero. Okay. In the meantime, what's the next okay, question? Okay, the next question is, the most popular date to have a picnic in France is Bastille Day, and in Italy, it's Easter. What oh. date is the most popular date for Americans to have a picnic? <gasps> Is this a trick question? Mother's it's, Day. It's not today. <laughs> uh, either Memorial Day or Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Good work. Okay. Yay. Go. Okay, and your final question. Okay. Oh, here's the song. Oh, it's cute. I like it. It's a good song. I think I'll listen this weekend. Can you say it? Oh. Can you picnic? Whoa. I think my mom just really liked Laura Nero when I was growing yeah. up because oh, it is very before my time. All right, Laura, we can't afford to pay you royalties. Yeah, so sorry. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Thank, you. Um, <laughs> Thank you for your service. She's okay. still alive? 
I, I believe, yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, I think so. Right. Um, okay. Oh, shit. Okay, so one of the earliest fictional portrayals of a picnic was enjoyed by which hero and his merry band of thieves? Oh. oh band of thieves. Jesus and the apostles. <laughs> I know a merry band of thieves. Yeah, I think so. Robin Hood? Yeah! Yeah, You win trivia! I'm sorry, that was hard. <laughs> Oh, oh I like that I trivia passed. this time. Uh, that was a, a delightful trivia. Yeah, I want to thank you for putting now, that together. And we learned some music. And yeah, yeah. The, answer, the answers were all within our grasp. That's These a are nice change for trivia. Wonderful. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> guys, it's been a really fun Thursday. This happy hour show is always like the best way to wrap up, uh, especially when it's a short week. Because I'm. And especially when it's cheese. And it's cheese. And we've had such wonderful treats. And Allison, thank you so much for being part of HR and Happy Hour again. We love you. And we are so delighted. Can't wait to share some pictures of the cheeses. (gasps) And uh, take a look at our episode page on HeritageRadioNetwork.org if you'd like to see the gorgeous Tête de Moine, which I think is, is truly the most beautiful cheese without contest of any I've ever seen because it thinks flowers and uh, check out this raclette action um, and try it. Be adventurous. Try it on a mango. Um, (laughs) That's our advice to you. Enjoy your picnics this weekend. Thank you so much, David, for taking care of us and making us sound great and uh, eating all of our food. I brought you bread and butter. I know you're the best. You're the best. Um, We couldn't do it without you. And um, also (laughs) please don't forget to check out meet and three. This is our other show that's coming out of the HRN office. And uh, episode three comes out tomorrow, Friday, May, what's tomorrow? 25th. 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 Um, so Where has the stay time with gone? us. And if you uh, missed the first couple episodes, it only takes half an hour to catch up. So uh, you can do that this weekend when you are traveling to wherever you're going to enjoy On your On your holiday. Bluetooth speaker in the park when you're picnicking. Mm. With your party club. Blasting. Oh, volume at 11. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your speakers go to 11 this weekend. I hope everybody has a great we go time. To 12, though. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you, Hannah. Thank and you. Allison, thank you once You're again. Thank you. A pleasure. Have a great Always. Memorial Day, everybody. Happy yeah. f- official first weekend of summer. Yay, we made it. Yes. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, that's our show. We will see you next Thursday at 5 o'clock ish. And uh, we'll be back with Kat Johnson. So tell her you missed her. Take care, everybody. Yeah. for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. HRN Happy Hour is powered by Simplecast. Simplecast is a popular hosting and analytics platform that allows podcasters to easily host and publish to apps like Apple Podcasts. If you have a podcast or are looking to create your very first, check it out. Try it for free and save half off your first three months at simplecast.com forward slash heritage.